What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Ghoul Gang. I'm Grace. And I'm Caroline. And it's Halloween, ghost sluts. It's the best week of the year. Uh, I am so excited. I've got Halloween. I'm, I'm just like, it's just a great spooky week. And it's the weather is perfect. Oh, it's the gorgeous. Leaves are like every color. It's just like bright blue skies and then like bright pink, purple. I, just like every, I just, I'm obsessed. I'm oh, so happy. Oh, the sunsets mm-hmm. have been wild. Sunsets have been so good. And. This is always kind of a tough week for me, obviously. I mean, for both of us. It's like a... But your birthday's right after this, so you Mm -hmm. have something, like, immediately after to look forward to. But it's like, you know, this is my one week of the year that I love... Well, month. And it's coming to an end. And there's something bittersweet about it. I personally subscribe to the idea that spooky season lasts until at least Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas even, because I, I feel like the, it only gets creepier from here. Like right now it's like peak <laughs> fall season where it's like really beautiful and everything's like gorgeous. And then like once all the leaves fall it's and it's just like and creepy and dead. And yeah, all the trees are like <laughs> yeah, gnarled. Like I, I think that it only gets creepier from here. November is, I would say, a creepier month than October, in my opinion. But Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Well, then you, you still have something to look for. I do. And I'm going to Denver this year, which we've put off the past couple years because of the pandemic and everything. Mm-hmm. So I am very excited about that. But still, I think this one's just a little bit sad because I don't get to go trick-or-treating with Harper. That, I'm not going to yeah. cry about it because I just cried about it with my therapist. So this week we are just going into all about Halloween. It's a Halloween theme episode. I'm super pumped about it. Me um, too. Not only did we, for some reason, decide to watch the very interesting movie Halloween Ends with Ugh. our girl, Miss Jamie Lee, uh, we also are going to get into a couple just Halloween themed spooky stories. But I think oh, let's start oh, yeah. out here with a leading question, which is... Uh, okay. I have I have to ask you this because you are yeah. the queen of costumes. What are your top three Halloween costumes? Okay, um, I really do like to go all out on. Costumes. She does. They are. We've shared your um, photos even when you weren't on the pod, like your <laughs> Hansel and Zoolander. That, one. that is probably the top because oh, we, so good. did I, did I tell that story already where we accidentally won a Halloween costume or no, like I don't think so. Contest? So Jason and I, this was like Halloween 2015. I think we threw a party and like, usually when I throw parties, I like to make them like an hour long party at my house. And then we will move to a karaoke bar somewhere like within a mile As of it my should house. be. As because it should I don't want to deal like I don't want to deal with like people getting progressively drunker. I don't want to have to kick people out at three in the morning. I want oh, it to no. be in a night. I want to start at my house. So I'm in my own space. And then I want to leave. And have you want your bathroom too. to stay functional. Immaculate. Yes. Yes. Um, so we had like a little pregame party at our house. And then we walked to this lesbian karaoke bar that's called spiners which is about like 
I don't know, it was like a mile away from our house in Ravenswood. Unfortunately, I've recently found out that the owner of Spiner's is actually like a big old racist. And she put a bunch of like crazy shit on Facebook in 2020. And like very funnily, I like watched her make out with her son multiple times. And like that wasn't enough to like stop. I was like, yeah, you know, like wild stuff happens at this karaoke bar. And I like step. But then you're like, oh, no, you're racist. But I was like, I draw the line of racism, like (laughs) incest, casual incest. Like, Caroline. (laughs) well, it it goes with Halloween. Halloween ends. I keep wanting to say Halloween kills because that's the (laughs) movie I started watching. I almost did it the same thing because I was looking on HBO. But yes, same, same. Okay. But anyway, we were dressed as Hansel and Zoolander, obviously from Zoolander. Jace was Zoolander. He went like very, very all out to the point where he painted his shirt to be the exact shirt that Zoolander is wearing in like the opening scene where Matilda is interviewing him, you know. Um, and then I was Hansel with like his little leather jacket with the, the fringes, scooter. the scooter, the you tattoo. You guys killed it. We got a like from Ben Stiller on Twitter. No shit. Yeah. So that has to be my number one. That has to be my number you one. You know, that's costume. my goal in life is to get like to get a like from Ben. St- well, well, celebrities in general. Oh, that's I was a- like Ben Stiller specifically seems. <laughs> I was like, was not aware that's a you strange were a stan. <laughs> no, not a huge stan. Just literally anyone who has a check mark, like like my stuff. Um, but yeah, so we showed up to Spiner's, this uh, lesbian karaoke bar owned by a known racist and um woman who makes out with her adult son uh and there was a costume contest happening that we didn't enter we just you know showed up and we're just kind of like having a good time and then when they announced the winners we won (laughs) they were like zoolander and hansel and we were like there has to be another zoolander and hansel here but there wasn't so we went up and we won bulls bulls tickets and we ended up trading them because we neither of us are really that into sports so we traded them for weed Hell yeah. And then my transaction, my friend who traded me for weed went to the Bulls game and then met a guy she dated for like six months at the Bulls game. So it was bittersweet. Yeah, you know, it was a (laughs) she was also like married to some like Ukrainian guy at the time for money. So it was it was a messy situation, but I'm glad that she had her, her fun on the side. But anyway, yeah, that is my that's my top costume. I would say, um, Probably my zombie prom queen that I talked about last episode that that or maybe two episodes ago. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was for like the Minneapolis zombie pub crawl. They throw in early October every year. They just do like a pub crawl thing where you can buy tickets and you have to show up dressed as a zombie. Um, My Gibson girl vampire costume last year was really good, but it wasn't like a real like person. It was just something. It was good. It was like a. Interview with a vampire. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Was that was the vibe I was going for. Love And then that. me and Jace also did a Lizzie Borden, Jack the Ripper couples costume a few years ago, which was, I, I think, I pretty good. Oh, you showed. Yeah. You posted mm-hmm. one of those pictures. Yeah. And I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, oh, I did. I did Coraline one year. The best Halloween party I've ever been to. That year I went dressed as Coraline and it was like such a cool Halloween. I don't know. It was just it was just like a normal house party. But the people just went really, really, really all out with the details. Like they had the whole bathroom was dark and decorated with cobwebs and had like a black light and spooky like ha 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 and like a bubbling like crazy steam coming out of dry ice, dry ice coming out of the bathtub and like every inch of this apartment was decorated. And it was just it was just like a normal apartment in Lincoln Square. And it was so fun. It was hands down the best party I've been to. I love those 
those types of people those are my people i know i wish that i want to be that type of person but i do not have it in me to be like that detail oh my gosh it reminds me of the couple on american horror story murder house with zachary quinto and his Mm -hmm. husband Mm-hmm. And they do like the crazy Halloween party every year, and like the detail. He's like, I asked for red apples. Why did you give me green apples? <laughs> My friend Lariana is like the queen of party throwing. Like her party skills are immaculate. She just like has all the props already, and every party she throws is like so perfectly on theme. I'm like, I can't. I like feel bad even inviting her to parties that I. I throw. can't compete with this. No, I'm like in your 30s. If you can't throw a serious theme party, like get out, get out. That's why. <laughs> That's why I have to start the parties at my house and then move them to a place where, like, it's not me. (laughs) It's only going to be be novel for 20 minutes. You can be impressed by the scenes of this karaoke bar. It's very nice. Very nice. Very nice. (laughs) What about you on either costumes or parties? Like, best costume or best party? So something you know about me, as much as I love Halloween, I don't dress up, really. Uh, Which is interesting. Um, but I have to say, probably my favorite was, I was also like super in shape at the time was Tattoo Barbie. Mm, Like you posted that. Yeah. And I did, I like stenciled the Barbie logo on the shirt and like, but I also did like a stitched mouth at the end and I had like my tattoos and like mm-hmm. cool tights and stuff uh second favorite would have to be probably doing Avril Lavigne and Jojo Siwa with Harper that's amazing because <laughs> it was Battle of the Pop Stars obviously you know Avril Queen mm-hmm. um I'm actually wearing the pants I wore for that they're just camo pants. Hell yeah. Um, and then, okay, so I have to tell you, best Halloween party of my life was every year at my parents' house in Naperville because they transformed our garage into a haunted house. Oh, my God. My mom. They were like those people on the block. Dude, it wasn't even really outside. You had to come in and mm-hmm. walk through it. And... My brother and sister are eight and nine years older than me, so they're, they were there, and all their friends were the actors. Mm-hmm. So they were like adult, not adults, but adults to us yeah. at the time. We were eight and nine or whatever, um, and they were in high school, and we invited the whole grade. I have a twin brother, so we always had to invite the whole grade uh, to our parties, and I just, I just remember my brother, Owen, my older brother, in a gorilla suit, hanging down from, like, the crawl space in the attic by his knees, <laughs> like, grabbing at my friend's heads, and then at some point in the night, he got chased out and tackled <laughs> by a bunch of second graders. They're like, fuck you! It was You're not gonna epic. torture us anymore! It was <laughs> epic and like my mom bless i told you she has the craft closet from like utopia she Mm -hmm. like staple gunned black tablecloths to make the garage like a maze Mm -hmm. and like 
she and my grandpa built like animatronics, like a a coffin that opened if someone pulled this a rope. This explains so much about who about you me. Are as a person. Yeah, I yeah. know, right? <laughs> and guess what my address was growing up? Six 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 Devil Lane. <laughs> it was ten thirty one. Ten thirty one Snowden. My address was ten thirty two. Girl, isn't that that's weird? <laughs> Halloween adjacent. But Indeed. yeah, no, my mom is completely responsible for my love of Halloween. She used to make all my costumes, but I just wasn't very uh, inventive when it came to costume. I She made me a poodle skirt, a different poodle skirt three years in a row because I because always wanted to be out- Sandy from Greece. Yeah. Naturally, yeah. naturally. So you like you were pretty solidly Sandy from Greece throughout your childhood. That was kind of your oh, like, yeah. ultimate Oh, yeah. All through costume. elementary school. And then, of, of course, I was an angel one year. And then I was I was very much the stereotypical easy last minute mm-hmm. costume person. My mom would and, really go all out for like because I, I, I love like the generation of boomer moms that know how to sew. And I wish that I had taken oh, her up yeah. on learning how to sew. But she would like. Like, months in advance, be like, what do you want to be for Halloween? And then I would choose, like, a crazy... The, the best costume I was, I would say, <laughs> when I was a kid, was a squirrel. I really liked squirrels. Oh, I love so I was it. like, I want to be a squirrel. So she made me, like, a squirrel onesie with a hood that had little ears and then, like, a giant fluffy tail. <laughs> Before onesies were a thing. Before... Well, I mean, they were probably a thing, but you couldn't just, like, buy one at Target. It was a very specific onesie. And then I went to... I was like, I want to be Squirrel Nutkin, even though I don't think I ever read that book. I just knew the name. That was, like, a famous squirrel. I don't even know what that is. I don't know yeah. what it is either. And I, like, would... I went to school, like... <laughs> with buck teeth it was very embarrassing looking back i love it i love i love but it. very cute and my mom was the same way we would go to joanne and she'd have mm-hmm. me pick out a pattern yeah and the fabric yep. and whatever patch so one year i had a scotty dog one year i had a poodle and one year i had a milkshake i love that you had a scotty dog because my i was been doing this thing where i've been interviewing my grandma for um like a book about her life or whatever you know I love that. And um, one of the questions that I asked her was like, tell me about like a crazy fashion statement that you made when you were a teenager. And she was like, I used to love wearing poodle skirts. And she had a Scotty dog like growing up. And so she was obsessed. And so she had a poodle skirt with a Scotty dog on it. <laughs> like in, I love it. Like in the, I mean, it had to be like the 40s. Yeah. Or the 50, maybe mo- the early 50s. My mom had a Scotty dog too, Macduff. <laughs> I that can't jumped out of the window. Was. When they were driving. No. <laughs> it did. Oh, this is why I always put a, like, a seatbelt on, Nella. I always hook R.I.P. McDuff. R.I.P. McDuff. Well, this year, I'm going to be dead Chrissy from Stranger Things. That's my... I am so excited to see that because I know you're going to kill it. I bought, I've already like a, gotten a glimpse. I got a clip in ponytail and everything. It's it's. Happening. Oh, hell it's yeah. Happening. That was like when Ellie and Emily were Ariana and Pete Davidson. Oh, my God. That was they so good. They nailed it. They killed it. Her <laughs> clip in ponytail, she was like just whipping that mm-hmm. thing. She's like my neck was sore. I, yeah. No, I, I tried it on when I got it and I was like, this, this shit is heavy and it's like not a long ponytail. It's like a Chrissy length ponytail. So it's mm-hmm. like my hair length probably, but like in a ponytail form. And I was like, how the fuck does Ariana do this? Like her head, her neck muscles must be out of this well, world. Well, they are. Look at that jawline. I mean, she's got some serious. That's true. But that's a lot of filler. Facial too, just musculature. Like, sucked 
stop. And veganism. <laughs> anyway, so all things Halloween, mm-hmm. we have a few different kinds of Halloween stories coming at you. Are all of them real? All of mine are real. All of mine are real, too. I couldn't Sweet. find any, like, sp- Halloween-specific ghost stories other than, like, you know, people. I couldn't either. It, it's just difficult. <clears throat> I mean, I looked on I feel Reddit, like, but it's... I feel like ghost stories are meant for the rest of the year. Yeah. Halloween is, like, tricks and treats and, like, you know, serial killers. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. You start. Okay. So my first story, Halloween horror story, is going to be... Kind of like a slight debunking of the myth that people are always trying to put drugs in Halloween candy because I'm fucking tired of seeing the memes. Like, I'm so tired of it. Like, has it happened? Yes, but it's almost. Well, but also, have you seen the one? It's like, watch your Halloween candy. I opened my son's Twix and Trixie Mattel was inside. (laughs) I do like those. Okay, those memes. I I love those. I appreciate those memes. I like those. I like the, the take on it, but I just hate the like Facebook memes that are like so pixelated you can tell that they've just been like copied and pasted like 97 times and it's like watch out parents drug dealers are giving out heroin disguised as candy watch out parents these are actually weed edibles and it's like and usually we're like why would they waste i'm just like anyone right anyone who's ever done drugs or known a drug dealer is aware that drugs cost money like no one with a supplier to pay is gonna be passing out free weed or coke or fentanyl like come on i know i just uh, it's always like We'll we'll get into it, but like the next time you see one of those dumbass Facebook memes, like screaming about drug fiends handing out lace candy or shrooms or whatever, like send them to me because I would like free drug candy. Like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta check out it's, those neighborhoods. The taxes are a lot on edibles here, and if they're handing them out for free, like send me over there. I want to go. But this has happened before, but it's parents that are doing it to their kids. Mostly. So it's like just fucked up people doing fucked up things to people that they know, not random strangers handing out candy. So I'm going to talk about the Candyman, the real life Candyman. So the most infamous Halloween poisoning ever recorded took place on October 31st, 1974. That is when a Texas man named Ronald O'Brien gave cyanide laced pixie sticks to five children, including his son. The other kids never ate the candy, but his eight-year-old son, Timothy, did and died. So he laced five pixie sticks with potassium cyanide, planning on killing... The huge ones. Mm-hmm. The huge really pixie big ones. sticks. And why? Mm-hmm. Well, the plan was to blame the poisonings on a neighbor, see him imprisoned, and then O'Brien could collect the insurance policy that he'd taken out on his young son. So, unfortunately, um, 11-year-old Timothy ate his cyanide-filled sour candy on his dad's suggestion, because why the fuck wouldn't you? It's Halloween. Your dad's like, hey, here's like a big stick of sugar. Why don't you eat it? And like, what else are you going to do? You're going to eat it. You're a child. Um, it had enough poison in it to kill two people. And within an hour, he was hospitalized and dead. Luckily for the other four children, uh, local detectives figure out what happened very quickly due to the smell on Timothy's breath. And they confiscated the other pixie sticks before they could be eaten. Was it almonds? Isn't it almond mm-hmm. oil? I think it does smell like almonds or, or like cyanide. maybe like marzipan. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so or on the 31st of March in 1984, Ronald Clark O'Brien, who was dubbed the man who killed Halloween, was put to death by the state in Huntsville, Texas. 
And oh, good. They killed him. As a, I forgot it was Texas. Yeah. Like, they, they killed him. They killed the fuck out of anybody in Texas. So just watch <laughs> your back. <laughs> it's true. This is funny, but also really fucked up. Apparently, as he was being killed, as the liquid chemicals entered his veins, a baying mob of 300 locals shouted trick or treat and threw hard candy at the small at a small group of anti at, of a small group of anti death penalty protesters. So I don't <laughs> see. I can get on board with that. You know, people are very opposed to the death penalty, but when it's beyond a reasonable doubt, you killed your kid. Right. No. You ruined Halloween. You fucked, yeah, you ruined Halloween. And you, like, you created a g- entire generation of terrible Facebook memes that I have to deal with now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't want to talk about razor blades and caramel apples. No one even gives out caramel apples. No, and I, like... I, who wants a caramel apple on Halloween? That's a weird thing to do. That's a lot. Of, you know, how many apples would you have to buy to hand out a caramel apple to every kid that came to your house on Halloween? I mean, it just, it's not In Naperville, it happened. Did it? Well, I suppose in Naperville, people have the money. They go to the orchards. They just, <laughs> they just No, they just cut up Affy Tapples and like put them in a bag. Oh, well, that, that works too. We were great. We had people give out like toothpaste and toothbrushes, which was the most. Oh yeah, thing. always there was someone who always gave out toothbrushes and someone who always gave out raisins. Yes. Oh my god, what was with the raisins? Like the the raisin Assholes. craze of the late nineties was. It had to be stopped. No, Harper still gets a raisin. Who who is eating raisins? Losers. <laughs> losers only, eat raisins. Only losers. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I guess. Because of O'Brien's notoriety, parents can still be skittish when it comes to Halloween candy. And authorities, for some reason, can be too. Even though rumors of candy that's like or randomly distributed poison or drugs um, are usually urban legends. So, like, for example, in 1990, a seven-year-old girl in California collapsed while trick-or-treating. And there was a whole kerfuffle about it. Everybody thought that it was because of the candy. So the Santa Monica police confiscated all the kids' candy in the area, and later it was discovered that she had a heart murmur. Dude, that sucks. <laughs> Have the cops come and take your Halloween candy? I'd Fuck be the police. so pissed. I'd be so pissed. Yeah, dude. If that were my kid, no I would way. take them to the store and I would buy them new candy. But that's... that's It's not the same. That's my you dedication to the holiday. Yeah. You earn it. I know, and it's like it's like a kind of a bag of fun good... Like, you can't just, like, go buy it. It... it it's not no. the same. You're right. It's not the, the same. The best part of Halloween night was coming home and sorting my candy mm-hmm. and counting if I had more or if Danny had more. Mm-hmm. Hashtag twin. Who twin usually got more? Competition. Me. Duh. Everybody wanted to give it well, to Sandy. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> but also, I like stayed out longer. I, I was dedicated. Danny was like, eh, could take it or leave it. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, there really haven't been that many cases of actual poisonings on Halloween. It's just been the one, really. And there, I did find one story that was interesting from Japan that this didn't happen on Halloween, but it did happen that a crime ring called the Mystery Man with 21 Faces apparently blackmailed Japanese candy companies with threats that it would lace their candy with cyanide if they didn't offer large ransoms. And at first, it just Whoa. seemed like it was a threat, and stores pulled a bunch of candy, and like nothing was poison. But then the Black Marys came back a few months later, and packs of cookies and candies laced with cyanide were discovered on store shelves in Japan. But nobody died of the poison. 
thankfully. Boy. But being in Chicago, I feel like we're specifically aware of cyanide. Because mm-hmm. of the Tylenol Because of the Tylenol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrifying. So I, I am a freak about safety seals and all that shit. I agree. So to end this, I suppose, if you're looking, this is article, which I think was from like History Channel or something, says if you're looking for something to fear on All Hallows' Eve, you might want to look away from the treat bag and towards the nearest car. Halloween night can be deadly due to DUIs and pedestrian accidents. According to the National Highway Traffic Traffic Safety Administration, (laughs) traffic. 43% of all Halloween fatalities between 2011 and 2013 involved a drunk driver. And I'm just going to end this by saying I believe that alcohol is by far one of the most damaging drugs to society. And it's a travesty. It's the most deadly drug. That it's legal and nothing else is. Like, I think we need to legalize and regulate every drug. That's what I, that's my. (laughs) What was that? Switzerland who did that first, right? Mm -hmm. I think Portugal has it. It's decriminalized not everything. Decriminalized, yeah. Well, you go in and you get your dose so you're not sick. And it's like, yeah. Well, I just saw this article, this like New York Times article that was about these three people in New York who all ordered from the same dealer, like delivery. <laughs> and service, they're all dead. And they all dead, died like three hours later because of fucking fentanyl. And it was coke. Yeah. Like, we already, yes. Ugh. Fentanyl is the biggest boogeyman out there right now guys be careful yeah if you please. do drugs do please also test them beforehand you can get really good testers on amazon and yeah and and you know police would much rather see you with a test kit than find you dead yeah you know as would your friends and i'm and sure family. you would yeah. as well <laughs> yeah so anyway, that's the very twisty, turdy tale that ended in a PSA to test your drugs, not to stop doing them, <laughs> to legalize Continue and test on. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Just be safe about it, you guys. Just be safe. Exper- We're going to be your moms for a second. Experiment. Have a buddy. Test your drugs. You know. Call your mom if you have to. If you I'll see come pick something, you up. say something. If there's someone sketchy around you, leave. Follow your gut. You know, it's not. It's it's just. It doesn't have to no. kill you. So let's it, let's. it it doesn't. Try to make sure that this Halloween won't be your last. <laughs> All right. So to bring it up a little bit, I Please. am covering the 2016 clown sightings. <gasps> yes. Do you remember this? Yes. Okay. Because this was crazy in Chicago. Yeah. Like, okay. So, this is from Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. The the most credible source. Um, So, in a nutshell, the 2016 clown sightings were reports of many people disguised as evil clowns in incongruous settings, such as nearby forests and school grounds. The incidents were reported in the United States, Canada, and subsequently in 13 other countries uh, and nine provinces in Canada. It was clown Just fever. Like, it was... It was wild. I don't know what it was, it was about that. That that whole summer and into the fall was like such That's a That's exactly dream. what it was. It started in August... <laughs> It started in August of 2016 in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Where else? Where else? The city of clowns. <laughs> yeah, and it ultimately was a marketing stunt for an upcoming horror film. Was it really? I guess what so. What movie? 
I will get to it. If they tell me. Okay. <clears throat> um, but prior to the spate of incidents in 2016, numerous sightings of people dressed as clowns in odd or incongruous settings have occurred throughout the world since 2013. It's been since before that, I feel. I think it's been since well before that, yeah. Oh, yeah. The proliferation of videos and images of these precursor sightings spread through social media posts and viral sharing of the content. Dude, it was clown fever. It was... I remember... I... It was Harper... Harper was one years old. One years old. One year old. Mm -hmm. In 2016. And all this clown stuff, I was like, I'm not going out. Hell no. (laughs) Hell no. I'm not going out. No thanks. There were... Um, It was... So it, it just like it was all over the Internet. It was all over the news. Every single I actually wrote an article article about it for Vice that never got published because somebody else who was a staff writer at Vice like beat me to the punch and to wrote it. it before I was done with it. But I still I still got paid Damn. for it. But I like interviewed I interviewed a clown about like how it was affecting him. And he was really sad about it. And he was really sweet. He was like, you know, clowns are here to make people happy and laugh. Clowns are and super nice. Not- Real clowns. <laughs> Real clowns are nice, and they take their shit seriously. I know, y'all. and he was like just like a fun guy who liked to, you know, ride a unicycle and play music. And he just was really not finding it very funny. And I, I don't blame him. I wonder how he's doing. I hope he's all right. <laughs> I hope you're all right, buddy. All right, so here's the origin. The 2016 cloud phenomenon began in Green Bay, Wisconsin, in early August. Five pictures of a creepy clown roaming a vacant parking lot under a bridge in downtown Green Bay at night started going viral on August 1st, 2016. A Facebook page was created shortly after, claiming the clown's name was Gags. It's a pretty solid creepy clown name. Yeah, Gags, like for sure. There's a lot. There's a lot you can do with that. A lot of imagery it calls to mind. Oh, yeah. And just like gags, you're doing jokes, pulling pranks. That's the gag. In the days that followed, the pictures ended up being discussed on numerous news outlets, including Fox News and USA Today. Suspicions of the character being related to a horror film were confirmed when a Wisconsin filmmaker announced that the pictures were a marketing stunt for a then-unreleased short film titled gags oh a feature film was produced on the short film and premiered in 2018 with a wide release planned for september 2019 they don't say if that actually came to fruition as there is a citation needed so i'm guessing it's very low budge that's really interesting but yeah so that's how it's that was the catalyst Mm -hmm. August 1st, 2016. So after the Wisconsin incident, numerous other incidents started popping up across the United States. And in early October 2016, further incidents were reported in Canada and the first occurrences in the UK and Australia had happened. British communities were described as horrified and the pressure had been placed on police resources. Throughout this time, internet social media sites received numerous postings related to the phenomenon. The World Clown Association 
president, Randy Christensen, took a stance against the current trend of people dressing as clowns to frighten people. He said, clown-related businesses were severely affected. (laughs) I believe it, dude. In October 2016, McDonald's decided that Ronald McDonald should keep a lower profile that year. Did they wait? Is he back? Did they did they bring him back at all, or has he been like phased out because of this? He might have been gone since then, bro. I'm. I swear. I'm deeply upset. (laughs) Yeah, a sociologist has has called 2016 a bad time to be a professional clown. I just the quote unquote killer clown craze was linked to a significant increase in clown suits near Glasgow, Scotland, and during Halloween, some Floridians, of course, decided to go trick-or-treating whilst armed. I mean... Uh, (laughs) The Russian embassy in London also issued warning for Russian and British citizens because of the clown scare. And October 13th, in 2016, Fijian police warned people against clown in involvement in events in Fiji. I feel like it's like too hot there to wear the whole clown getup. Like it's, I know it's, in Florida too is surprising to me. It's like what do you? I mean, it, it shouldn't be surprising to me because I've been I've spent a lot of time in Florida. Anything goes in Florida. I but at the same time, it is they're so used humid. to the heat. But, the, but like, what kind of it. makeup can stand that kind of humidity, you know? But that's the whole thing. It's a horror clown. It's supposed to be, like, running down your face, you know? I just found the article that I wrote and the this quote from this guy. <laughs> Please read it. Please read it. So I say, which is actually very prophetic of me, but I was wrong. I say, is the recent rash of clown-related crime just a stealth marketing tactic for the new It remake no one asked for? Okay, 2016, Caroline, you will like it. So stop. It's so good. Um, Whatever's going on, these clown sightings are terrorizing chlorophobics nationwide and giving the good guys a bad name. These people aren't clowns. They're terrorists, said Jerry Hager, a career clown since 1980 and the artistic director at the San Diego Pantomime Theater. As a performer, as a clown, as a decent human being, I completely object to what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh buddy Jerry <laughs> I'm so sorry I hope he's doing well um but did you know after this there was a threatened clown purge in October of 2016 a clown purge yes so like the purge have you watched it not yet? yet not yet come on I know Karen. I know keep your promises I know um By October 25th, several news outlets reported on an alleged clown-initiated purge or attack, which was supposedly supposed to take place on Halloween Eve of 2016. While there were no widespread purge attacks as threatened, one family from Florida was attacked on October 31st, 2016, by a group of, of approximately 20 people in clown 20 mass. clowns attacked a family. 20. That, uh, no no arrests were made. Get it together, Florida. Uh, 20 people and you Out couldn't arrest a single person? 20 people in clown mass. God damn it. I, I guess on Halloween, it would, it would be hard. It would be hard, but you would think that there would be some identifying... De- I mean, I don't know. I just... I'm not... I don't feel a lot of faith in the police in general and the police in Florida. No, fuck them. No. Even, um, even lower standards. One, 
One last thing. Students at Penn State and Michigan State were involved in mobs, like pitchfork mobs, that searched for these clowns on campus after reported sightings. Campgrounds floated with rumors of clown attacks. Rumors being the bolded word. Wow. So, I mean, mass hysteria is real, especially when clowns are involved. And especially when the internet exists and you can just, an idea can just spread like to like unhinged people and every corner of the earth and they will just be like yeah you know what i think i will dress up as a clown and just stand menacingly in front of my neighbor's window (laughs) something so funny though i remember this poor kid on uic's campus during all this not even dressed as a clown just kind of um wearing really colorful clothes Mm -hmm. like kind of hipstery yeah a little flamboyant uh got arrested for coming to campus dressed as a clown and he's like this these are my clothes like he wasn't wearing any makeup or anything yeah i remember because i lived up by um what's that cemetery that's right by winnemac park i like can never remember the name of it the really big one that's in ravenswood graceland is it graceland I don't know. Whatever. That's by me. It's no, I don't think it is Graceland. It's something else. But it's like a giant cemetery that's in on the north side of Chicago. And there were a bunch of clown sightings, like one specific clown just kind of like wandering with like a deflated red balloon through the cemetery. And I never saw him, but I was I kind of lived in fear that I would (laughs) for a while. Clowns have never clowns have never really bothered me. I don't know. I think it's because we had Bozo. I don't mind clowns, but I do feel like the type of person that would dress up and do something like that just to specifically terrorize people is not somebody that I want to run into, like on a, you know, evening walk with my dog. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Especially not like near a cemetery. There's already like a very creepy house that was right there. But clowns and cemeteries don't. They're not adjacent. If there was like a clown roaming boys town, I feel like that would be a lot more nefarious. Oh, absolutely. You're right. A, a, a roaming boys town clown would be nefarious. Although I do feel like they would get their ass beat. <laughs> like the gays you never are not going to be was... up for a clown. <laughs> no. The drag queens no are going to come to out in full force. Like I... <laughs> It all depends, though, if it's like a supernatural clown, like you're saying, like ghost clown. Okay, yeah. Or killer, killer clowns from outer space. I was thinking of they it might as, think like, a it's person. just a costume. True, 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 true. So they might actually be too accepting and then, you know. And then that's kind let them in. Yeah. Right. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. All right. So that those are the, that, the 2016 clown hysteria. Yeah, I remember it very well. So do I, vividly. I was like, I'm not leaving uh-uh. my house. Um, <laughs> okay, well, I just have the, the next ones I have. This is, like, pretty, like, minimal. But I've just kept on finding um, articles about bodies that were mistaken for Halloween decorations and therefore, like, not found as soon as they needed to be. So, mm. and these are pretty recent. So this one's from 2014. It was in New York. So... A New York college professor was beheaded and her body was dumped outside her apartment building by her son, who later killed himself. I have this one pulled up. By stepping in front of a commuter train. This is so fucked up. This is like all of my nightmares in one. First of all, 
walking past a be- an actual beheaded body and being like, oh, maybe that's just a Halloween decoration and not knowing. There's just something so sinister about that. And then maybe like realizing later what you'd seen. And then and you're like, oh, fuck, I walked past that. Number two part of the nightmare is somebody jumping in front of a train while I'm there or being pushed in front of a train. Like, oh, that's happened to me. Oh, my God. More than once. Really? Once on the Metro when I was a kid, and then once on the red line on Valentine's Day. Very poetic. Did you see it happen? No, I was on the train that hit him, though. Oh, my God. And we had to sit there for over an hour in between stops, of course, Mm -hmm. and they made everyone late for work. And I was single that year, so I'm bitter. Very poetic for Valentine's Day. I know. Dickhead. Oh my god. Yeah. So this, sorry. I'm more compassionate, but no. I, I saw some like work. Twitter thread about like somebody complaining. Like it was like a joke. It might have been like a repost of a TikTok where it was like New Yorkers when somebody jumps in front of a train and it's like God fucking damn it on this day of all days. Like I can't fucking believe it. And everyone was like, <laughs> now I have to call an Uber. Somebody died. Like blah blah blah. And I was like, okay, but if you're, it's like this happens a lot. And do it in the middle of the night. Yeah, maybe just do it in a way that's not going to affect like the lives of, you know, thousands of people who are just trying to live their normal everyday lives. Like maybe <laughs> who just ultimately end up resenting you instead of feeling bad. Right. Exactly. And so, I mean, that, that it's not really necessarily the death of empathy. I feel like doing it that way is a really unempathetic way to kill yourself. <laughs> Oh, and no, so that's definitely, like, a, a short king way to go out. It's definitely a very, like, fuck you to society way to go out. And, like, you know what? If that's what you're going for, like, all right, like, fine. More power to you, I but see just what don't. You're doing. Not my train. Yeah, maybe just not my train. <laughs> Hashtag not my train. Hashtag not my train. So this woman was beheaded and her body was dumped outside of her apartment building. So her her name is Patricia Ward. She was a 66-year-old professor at Farmington State College in Long Island. Um, She was decapitated shortly before 8 p.m. on a Tuesday night in late October by her son, Derek Ward, who's 35, with a kitchen knife in the second floor apartment that they shared. She had multiple Mm. stab wounds and broken ribs. Um, The son either carried or dragged his mother's body down the stairs through the lobby and just left it on the street. Her head was found five feet from the body, leaving some neighbors to think the gruesome scene was a Halloween stunt. I literally thought it was a prank, one resident said, according to CNN affiliate WCBS. We saw the body on one side and the head on the other. I thought everything was a prank. Um, oh, my God. So less than- Which we were talking about because, like, even just all the haunted houses we mm-hmm. went to, it all looks realistic. It all looks really real. Like, some of them are so So if that was on someone's lawn- Yeah. I mean, you know, that's why haunts are so kind of like scary because they you, you still have that fear in you a little bit because what you're looking at, like, could potentially be real. You could sneak in a body into one of those places and people would not realize. Oh, dude, that was a Bones episode. Do you ever watch Bones? Yeah, but not religiously. So I'm sure I missed that one. <laughs> oh, I feel like it took me like a full year to binge it. But it was great. Sorry, go ahead. Um, So it was, again, less than a half an hour after his mother's body was found. Derek Ward jumped in front of a Long Island railroad train headed east from Penn Station in Manhattan. So it was a murder-suicide. She was an assistant professor of language arts. 
And she seems like she was just a really nice, well-known, well-respected lady. Derek Ward was unemployed, had a history of psychiatric problems dating back over 10 years. His condition exacerbated after the death of his grandfather. And yeah, he just, I don't know. They don't know what happened. He just kind of snapped. And it's just, that's a wild thing to do. To just like leave, I know. drag her down the stairs. No, it's wild to behead her in the first place. It is a it, it, very scary, terrifying, horrible horrifying thing to do then to take it out of the apartment her body out of the apartment and throw her on the lawn i can't like uh i feel like uh don't hate me i still listen to sword and scale but they covered this sorry mike boudet you're still a fuckhead but you cover the grossest stories that i really like to listen to um but she was like his last champion which is the saddest part. You know, she was the only one who hadn't given up on him. That's and so of sad. course, that's where all of his... Rage. Yeah. That is really sad. Because there was no one else. What, did he play like the 911 call or anything of the... Oh, God. I don't know. I fast forward through those. <laughs> I can't do those. Those ones are... I feel like that one would be a little bit easier because it would be somebody that probably didn't know who it was. But it still would be so fucked up. Like, I I don't know. I can't listen to those. All right. Anyway, why do I pick, like, to bring the it absolute home? worst <laughs> stories? I'm, like, sitting here like... Those are really upsetting. They're <laughs> upsetting. But they should be... It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Man. This could happen Get to scared. you, All right. So, this is a Canadian story. Uh oh. And it is called. (laughs) No, not really. Uh, It is called the Halloween Riot of Q Beach. Yes. K E W Beach Riot. So in 1945, on Halloween, an enormous and raucous street party filled a section of. Queen Street East and the beaches. This is Canadian, so I'm hoping it makes sense. I don't know what any of this is. Although I told Caroline I have been watching a lot of Quebecois TV, a lot of French Canadian TV, ha, which ha, I love. Ha. Ha, ha. Um, it was the first Halloween since the end of World War II. When police intervened, the massive crowd of teenagers became enraged, and they attempt- they attempted to storm the police station, and a riot ensued. Early in the evening, scores of teenagers began to gather. Slowly, the number grew and grew until the crowd became so big that one police officer numbered them at seven Thousand. Jesus Christ. 7,000 teenagers. That's the never youth became a recipe rowdy. for success. 7,000 teenagers is too many teenagers. I'm yes. just going to, that's that's my limit. <laughs> yes. No, thank you. Hard no, thank you. Uh, the youth became rowdy, obviously. Huge bonfires were started uh, in the middle of the road, blocking streetcars. Backyard fences were torn down and used to feed the blaze because everything was wood in these days. Um, Flames were sweeping down the streetcar tracks as gasoline was poured in them. Obstacles were placed to block fire trucks from accessing the site. Dang. Damn. They did their due diligence. 
Before long, police on horseback mounties. The RCMP, baby. I just love Canada so much. I mean, you guys, I love it. We all fan, fangirl about Canada. Uh, I love Canada. Okay. Um, the revelry had turned into anger. Police arrested two youth and drove off with them. Someone shouted, let them go free. <laughs> the idea took hold of the crowd. They marched north towards the Main Street police station, chanted, release them, release them. The Toronto Telegram reported hundreds of Halloween demonstrators paraded through East End streets, hurling rocks at windows and turning on fire hydrants. This sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, so far I see no problems whatsoever. (laughs) As the crowd approached the police station, police and firemen turned fire hoses upon them. This did prevent them from reaching the station, yet the teenagers retaliated by showering the police and firemen with debris. A police captain said, I never saw so many rocks and pieces of concrete fly through the air at one time. Every available policeman from across the city rushed to find the scene. Police then began clubbing and making arrests. Spectators complained that they were beaten for no reason. All right, guys. I mean, you gotta. At least you know, this is Canada. Crowd so mentality. The cops are just clubbing you. They're not like. Oh, they're they're not you. shooting yeah. you. <laughs> Which you is know? a nice change. But it's of also pace. 1945. Fair, so. fair. So I don't think everyone had those kinds of guns. Um, the teenage boys that took part in the Halloween riot were not veterans returned from war, but rather a new underclass of youth. Compared to the special treatment that veterans were receiving, the future these boys had seemed grim. With the war over, their dreams of becoming war heroes were quashed. They now felt that they had little to lose. This resulted not only in becoming the Halloween riot, but also in a slew of gangs that sprung up across Toronto, such as the Beanery Boys, the Tips Gang, the Junction Gang, and the Balmy Beach Gang. I like that how what lovely. to look what what there was to look forward to in the forties was like maybe like, I'll get I want to PTSD in, in the war. Maybe I'll go I murder some people and then hero. come home screaming every night, <laughs> waking up my whole family and then beating them all to death. Like I can't. Awful, <laughs> awful, awful, awful. Um. So as a better image of the beaches past has been promised, the Halloween riot has slipped into obscurity. This history should be remembered and learned from. Today, many of the youth still have bleak futures. What youth eruptions will our time see? I wonder if this was written, written, written Roten. before 2020. I, yeah, I wonder. I want to see a date. Probably on this. was. It seems it's like not dated. Kind of retro the way that they're talking. It honestly seems like a 60s. Kind oh, of... it's the it's the article. It's the article from the actual time. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I was like, this Love does it. seem like kind of like a newscaster, see? Like, here Her we are. All the youths were, I've never Her. seen so much concrete flying through the air. <laughs> all the youths on the beach with the fire. They all had transatlantic accents. <laughs> exactly. Um, do you have one more? Because I have a tiny one more. I don't. I don't have anything else. Okay. So this one is actually super real and super creepy to me. Hell yeah. Even though it was written in 2017. So, 
the title is Shopper Finds Plea for Help from Labor Prisoner in an Unexpected Place. What? Yep. So, messages for help don't always come in bottles. Sometimes they come hidden in the packaging of discount Halloween decorations. Julie Keith of Damascus, Oregon, was shocked to find a handwritten letter, apparently from an inmate at a Chinese labor camp, pleading for help when she opened a pack of year-old Halloween decorations from Kmart. Oh my god. The Oregonian reports. So, the letter says, If you occasionally buy this product, please kindly resend this letter to the World Human Rights Organization. The letter, which Keith posted to Facebook, begins. It goes on to detail the harsh working conditions at a labor camp in Shenyang, China. And the description matches those common to what are officially known as re-education through labor camps in China. Sophie Richardson, the China director at the Human Rights Watch, told the Oregonian. Um... And then, of course, Sears Holdings, which owns Kmart, gave a big statement saying, we don't use that, blah, 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 blah. Bah, but this woman, you do. <laughs> she found it tucked into her decoration. Right. Like, what would be, I mean, maybe, I guess it could potentially be, like, a disgruntled worker who was just trying to fuck with people, but I don't, no, I don't no, understand no. the, like, it. That doesn't seem right. Right. The sense is working conditions at Chinese factories in general have gained increased media scrutiny. And this was in 2010 Mm -hmm. at this first study. In part, thanks to actions taken by those working there and others who have been reached from the outside. So whoever did this knew that someone was eventually going to open that package. But luckily it got to the right. Yeah. Person. I mean, there was like in 2010, like around this time, I remember there being a ton Foxconn. of talk. Yes, Foxconn, the like suicides at the Apple factory. And then mm-hmm. there was that whole kerfuffle. I have seen NPR. kerfuffle multiple times, but it was this, uh, this American Life episode where they had. And they had to do a yeah. statement. <laughs> oh my God, I remember. This is when there was only like five podcasts. Yeah. And everyone listened to This American Life and they had to do a retraction. Mm-hmm. Because they visited the Apple factory. And Ira Glass. I feel like, like they got threatened. Yeah. Well, they, th- this guy, they had this guy who did like a one man show about the, about his visit to the Apple factory. But the one man show was like partially, I mean, the, the meat of the story is true. Like the working conditions are really shitty, but he like made up composite characters. Like he made up this guy who he said had like a deformed hand because it got chemicals spilled oh, on it or right, something. Oh, right, right, right. He made up, it, it was like, it he was a fabricated. combination of a couple different people that he saw or people that he didn't actually talk to. He like pretended like he had conversations with these people when he didn't. And he ma- he just, and so they figured that out. And then it's actually really, they've left up the episode, but they have now added an intro to it or it might even be them coming in every so often where he Ira Glass like sits down with the guy who did this and it's really uncomfortable interviews him and is like why the fuck did you lie about this what is this right is this true and the guy like is like yeah all right I'll I'll just it was it's very like James Frey on um Oprah you know like Oprah (laughs) like although now they're besties again (laughs) they're besties again but now that she's on O Network, no one saw them. Are they besties reuniting? Again? Is yeah. What? 
Yeah, dude. I didn't know that. So she's. It was like James Fry's Redemption. Wow. He, uh, Million Little Pieces was Hazel. Yeah, I remember. I remember. It, like, I just wasn't sure if it was actually true. Like, how much of it was actually true? I don't remember watching. The dental stuff was all fake. Okay. Um, his uh, criminal record was fake. Things that were easily checkable. But he really was an addict, and he really did get sober. Yes. Well, good yes. for him. Which is not hard to do. It's very easy to become an addict, yeah. I thought you were saying getting sober, and I was like, I... Oh, no, getting sober is a different story. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyway, how about Halloween dies? Halloween... Kills? Dies. Ends. Hopefully for ah, good. fuck me. <laughs> so I could not. I started watching Halloween Kills... Caroline, I literally posted it on Instagram and Caroline messaged me being like, Grace, this is the wrong movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, fuck. Damn I wasn't excited to watch it in the first place. Mm-mm. And I like had to. Re- Luckily, I wasn't that far into it. Yeah, I took I think we both took some detailed notes about this, which was actually fun. We to did. Do. Um, so this, spoilers. Yeah, this is going to be. If you have not seen Halloween Ends and you for some reason want to see it. Want to? <laughs> um, I, you know, either stop right here, go watch it, and then you can come back. Or just just don't listen to the rest of this because we're going to ruin it for you. And just spoiler, we did not like it. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, So I guess maybe we'll just go through. We can use our notes kind of as a guide to go through the plot and what happens. So can can we first... <laughs> First, start by saying that my first note in the opening scene was annoying kid, please die first. And, and we were blessed. I will 30 say 30 seconds that was later. A, it was a solid opener. So it starts with it was starts with a kid. He's babysitting this like bratty ass little kid. He's like a teenager babysitting this bratty ass little kid on Halloween. He accidentally kills this kid because the kid locks him in a closet and he like push. He like breaks the door open kicks the door and open. the kid falls down this like giant like very dangerous staircase i will say just like i know that the parents are to blame in that in my opinion a hazard yeah first of all they raised a shithead they did second of all they did not child proof that walkway yes it's it was all it was it, it was bound to happen eventually and this so this kid ends up having to like go to jail but then he's ended up ends up getting off and then the whole town fucking hates him and yeah my i had a note it's haddonfield so he's the new michael myers yes and i because michael has been missing for four years now yeah and i'm very i one of my notes and that was great here so it kind of we see this opening scene which i was like okay this is actually like it's kicking off pretty strong like i like them subverting the kind of like babysitter murder situation that they've done (laughs) in previous in previous Halloween movies and in just you know the general horror genre like ad nauseum so I was like all right I like to see a babysitter kill a kid for once like I like this (laughs) (laughs) but then they have like this these all they have Jamie Lee Curtis like writing at her desk like basically on like a fucking typewriter I cannot stand it it is the worst part of this whole like basically narrating this book that she's writing or something and then there's just Mm -hmm. flashbacks that my notes say they're giving very special episode of friends energy but I do appreciate them because I literally cannot remember a single thing that's happened in any of these Movies. Caroline, I wrote the same thing. <laughs> I said, 
kind of appreciate the flashback <gasps> flashback montage so we can gather which storyline they're going through this time. Still super lame. So lame. Verbatim. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I think I'm so glad we should post that... all of our notes on oh God. on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> Just don't judge my handwriting. It gets progressively worse because I smoke more pot as I watch. Don't that. judge my spelling because I was just really stoned the entire time. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so Jamie Lee Curtis is for some reason still super into Halloween. This whole fucking town is still extremely into Halloween, despite every year on Halloween something fucked up happening. So Jamie Lee in her in this flashback part is explaining how even though, you know, Michael Myers is gone every year, something fucked up happens. Like one year the babysitter killed the kid. One year, like some guy hung himself. One year there was another murder. And like for some reason, this bitch shows up at every single murder scene. I'm like, if I were the cops, I'd be like. Why are you here? Maybe lady? We sh- maybe we should arrest Lori. Yeah, maybe it's Lori. Like, what's why is she even still decorating for Halloween? Why is well, she? And they pies? get in. They get into that. They're like, if you just left or killed yourself, none of this would be happening anymore. And they're not wrong. They're not. No. Wrong. Although in this one, it's not that. Lo- like, cause in the Rob Zombie Halloween movies, correct me if I'm wrong, but Lori is supposed to be his sister correct? little sister but this mm-hmm. is that's not the same like no. that's never been established in this timeline Mm-mm. yeah and and rob zombies i know much more about uh she doesn't make it past 20 oh well 21 probably would have been for the best given what became of given how long we've had to endure my god she's in her 70s and this movies. what 95 year old man is still coming after her i just i can't i, I also was a little so all right so she's baking at pies for Halloween. She's trying to set her granddaughter up. I truly, one of my notes was like, why is she still so into Halloween? I say girly pop. I love Halloween too, but I think I'd have a limit. Like, I, I don't, I just, I don't, if you have like a formational trauma, like every single Halloween, I think there's a point where I think I would give it up. I don't think I would dress up anymore. I think I might stop celebrating the holiday. You know what really bothered me? When she was doing this typewriting thing, she kept calling him my boogeyman, my monster. Like, I'm like, ew, this is like some erotica. He killed a lot of people and he didn't actually he kill you, Lori. He's so. not my monster, but he killed my daughter. <gasps> yeah. oh. And then she said, he is the personification of evil. And I said, bitch, you just spent five minutes calling him a monster and subhuman and now he's the personification of evil i hate to get into semantics baby but if you're writing a book that doesn't make any sense no no so Lori runs into the kid who accidentally killed the child um like five years ago and now he's like 25 he's got round glasses on now though so which caroline was the first thing she texted me yes and and i said Wi-Fi activated. I I was like, my notes say, love this accidental child killer with brown glasses, dot, dot, dot. As we are all aware, this is my messiest and most problematic kink. And it is. (laughs) I actually started to play a game here. So... Um, my game, the game that I was going to play was how many red flags am I willing to ignore for this man? So Is that what you sent me? I was wondering what that was. (laughs) So it was... Number one, he's a child killer. Like, all right, well, that was an accident. 
Uh, number two, he lives with his mom, and it's like clearly not a great relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. Weird incestual vibes going on there. Number three, he's like a pussy adult who's afraid of teenagers and like will not even stand up to like a fucking dumbass. But high school also, kid. those teenagers are psychotic. Brutal. Psychotic. Like they always make high schoolers so mean. So in these mean. Movies. Like really, just like vengeful and like murderous. They throw him like, off a bridge. I'm gonna accidentally kill this person, and then and they be just. Like, Pussy. Like, what's going on? The last red flag that I had to ignore in, like, the first few, you know, the first 15 minutes was that he rides a motorcycle like every problematic man I've ever loved. So I'm still, at this point, I am still all in. The glasses are on. Like, he works at a dump because he can't get a job anywhere else. Um, It's like a dump slash car mechanic place, I guess. Like, a place where you take your shitty cars to either be. Yeah, scrapyard. A scrapyard, yeah. So, um, I have in, in the same time I have, uh, nursing glasses, they're going to fuck. Yeah. Lori, for some reason, decides to set up her traumatized granddaughter who lost both of her parents in the last Halloween movie, apparently that I didn't see. I did not. Um, she decides to set her, her up with a accidental child killer because she feels bad for him when he's being bullied at the gas station by these like really psychopathic teens so she's like oh maybe there'll be a love connection here terrible like Lori, i'm willing to ignore a lot for round glasses but what are you doing we have to rewind for a second because there was some line where she's like don't you just want to show your tits to the world and say fuck you and i was like ew Lori, Lori, no i mean there- I mean, yes, at some times, but I would never verbalize it. I also like my response to say like to feeling like the very fuck you is not like, let me just flash my tits to the world. Like, that's not really. No, that's that's giving them what they that's want. That's a gift. Yeah, I'm not going to just like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to like say like, hey, fuck you. They're going to be no. like, great. Awesome. I'm, Thank I- you. I'm going to start being fully clothed. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. So she sets him up. Like, I was happy about the granddaughter getting it in, but I was kind of hoping that Jamie Lee was going to, like, coog it up a little bit and was disappointed that this was not her love interest, but I do feel that would be somewhat problematic. Cherry blossoms, bro. <laughs> that's that's her non-sexual love interest, I guess. But I have a feeling we both have the same note where it says, Kyle Richards enter. Absolutely, we do. All caps. I have uh, Kyle. Yep. Never have I ever seen this woman wear flannel. Dot dot dot. Elite. <laughs> Amazing. And behind a bar. Ugh. Oh. I need, I, I want to see Kyle in more things. To be honest, like she's not a bad I actress. Too. She's not. I was impressed. And by she her. looks fucking. Great. She looks amazing. She looks uh, no notes whatsoever. She's better than ever. I would. I want to see her in more flannel. To be honest, I mean, once again, by God, by by five, by five, activated. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot to love in this movie for the bisexuals. There is a man. A there is a man in round glasses, and there is Kyle Richards looking hot in flannel. And what more could we ask for? <laughs> truly, can we can we talk about when the glasses get stomped? Okay. How much you started. No. Read that note because I cried laughing. So I say, I say, um, so he go, they go to a Halloween party. The granddaughter hot nurse takes him to a Halloween party. And 
One note I have here is why does everyone in this town still wear masks on Halloween? Like, it feels like there should be a moratorium on Halloween masks given the whole situation that they've been in for dude, 35, especially not like, 50 years. Not a spirit Halloween mask. He was wearing a creepy Michael mask. Very creepy. With no mouth hole, Weird no eye mask. Did not And like I it. knew, I called that, I was like, that mask is is gross. Then I have in all capital letters, why the fuck is the dead kid's mom out here celebrating Halloween too? Everyone in this town is in an abusive relationship with this holiday. <laughs> and why don't they, I, why don't they just go out of town? I don't understand. Like of none of these people should, should live there anymore. Like there no. is too much at this point. Most of the people in the town have had somebody murdered. This is how ghost towns are created. You know, like there's enough fucked up shit happens. Everybody moves on. And like, that's what happens in real life. Apparently, this little Illinois town is so amazing that despite every year on Halloween, like boatloads of children being murdered, they're just like, meh, it's fine. We're going to stay. It's our home. It's where all my memories are, as the granddaughter said. Yeah, all your memories are fucked up, dude. All your your memories are people getting killed in front of you. You should go somewhere else. Right. Bro. So they're at the party. The dead kid's mom is there. She freaks out on Corey, who is our gla- who's glasses boy. Um, he storms out. And I say another red flag I can ignore is him yelling. You think you can fix me, but you can't. Which. And he had just met her. Yeah. Earlier in that day. He did. It was it. This is like a 24 it hour was, relationship that really. That's takes exactly off. what I wrote. <laughs> I was like, OK, so this relationship progressed within 24 hours. OK. <gasps> Um, so then as he, he's like, fuck you, get away from me to the girl. And she's like, all right, bro. Like I was just trying to take you to a Halloween party for some reason. But again, like my logic makes no sense. Your logic, nobody's actions make any sense in this town. So no one should be leaving the house. Do we think there might be like a, a, a town wide gas leak or something that's just causing probably some Maybe from the from the sewer that Michael is living in, some like. residual, <laughs> some residual toxin that's just making people like I'll never leave Haddonfield. <laughs> so yes, my note about the glasses that he runs into these kids, the like psychotic kids who like decide to beat him up, stomp on his glasses, and then throw him off a bridge, which is so aggressive. I can't. Murder. It's murder. So my note about the glasses is not the glasses. No, all capital letters with like 15 (laughs) explanation points. Exclamation points. So he he's thrown off a bridge. And then I'm confused about this. I think I might have been like repacking my bowl um, in this moment. But what? So is he pulled into the sewer by the homeless yes. man? No, no, no. Michael pulls um, him into the sewer. Yes. So yeah. Michael pulls him into the sewer and then he wakes up and then he's like, where the fuck am I? And then he tries to run out. And instead of like Michael murdering him, like while he's passed out, Michael is for some reason behind bars and then like grabs his neck somehow. Mm-mm. It doesn't. It, what I say here he's is like he's like a soul sucker at this point. I'm confused. I was like, it just feels like it's Or a soul transfer her. Like, he's stuck in this sewer, and he's like, I need a proxy. That's why I was like, this is Slender Man. Yeah, okay. All over again. That makes sense. I understand so that. So, no, he's no. like, I need you to send, I need you to go out and murder people for me so I can regain strength. So, do you feel like he kind of, like, imbued him with, like, murderous intent when he touched yes. him? Yes. Okay. He t- well, and that's why the, the guy later on is like, 
he, the person that I saw oh was not the boy I knew. Yeah, I, I pulled up on the side of the road after this guy had just been, like, thrown off Ugh, of the bridge. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. And he's, like, stumbling And the man home. who murdered my son on accident is not the same person. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. Go. Go move. move somewhere else. <laughs> Jesus. The whole time I have just written... Why are people still here? Yeah, that's it's a common theme in my notes as well, where I'm just like, I couldn't like I got the fuck out of my hometown. And like immediately after I graduated from college, not because anything even that terrible happened, just because I was like, maybe I want to see the world. Like, if no. If, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but there was that moment when he first grabs Corey that he like goes into Corey's brain. Okay. And can like see his past. That might that and all that. So he's like, this one is capable of killing. Okay. And I think and he's weak. He's to, weak. Gotta be fair. Okay. So that's so important. I can take I him over. Like I was not paying attention for in that moment because I was really confused about how the turn happened with him. I mean, I, I guess I could see it just him going <laughs> crazy because he's being This is also by the when Caroline town. Caroline texted me, she's like, So is Michael human? Is Michael a monster? Is he magic? And I'm like, it's always been ambiguous. There has never been an answer. He has to be some kind of something because he's 90. Yeah. (laughs) There's no way. Like, he would not have the strength to be kind of, I don't know. He would not have the strength to tie his fucking shoes. No. Let alone go on, like, several murder sprees every couple years. I mean, that's just a lot of work. Just another reason I prefer Rob Zombie. He stopped it too, and he was like, I've had enough. Right. So he gets out of the sewer, and he immediately murders this homeless dude. Um, for reasons that are... I mean, I guess the homeless guy kind of attacks him, so it feels like a little bit justified, but it's... it's. But then he overkills it. He stabs yeah, he him like five more he times. He doesn't need to stab him that many times. And my note here is, this dude needs to get out of town. Mis- mechanical skills are wide-reaching. Just leave. I don't see anything tying you here other than your weird obsession with Halloween. Um, And then I say, so is Glasses Boy going to become the new Michael Myers? The glasses are off, and so am I. This is the final red flag. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I was like, perfect. Yeah. The glasses. Amazing. Had he still been wearing the glasses, it is up for debate whether or not I would have ignored him killing the homeless man. Because not not that I think it was an all right thing to do, but but I could see in that moment, you know, it was a lot of he'd just been like tossed off a bridge, almost murdered by Michael Myers, attacked by someone. So I can kind of I understood yeah. the thought process. If, I felt like he could if come an back attack from that. came. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was self-defense. It was self-defense. But then he went. He overkilled it. Yeah. Yeah. But and at the same time, I like that. It's almost like we have mile markers because I have the same one. I said, here's Michael. He's psychic. And it says, Corey, overbearing mom. Michael, absent mom. Oh, body swap? Mommy issues all the same. All the mommy issues. Just <laughs> left and right. I, yeah, I, I guess that's all it takes to become a supernatural killer is a couple mommy issues. <laughs> yeah. Why? Can like, we also just say that throughout this People have been playing the radio, and there's a person on a radio DJ in the background being like, why the fuck is someone from 1970 still killing people? How is this still happening? Shouldn't he be dead already? Like, why? And I was like, 
this guy at this least guy they paid it. homage yeah. to all the people who have criticisms like us i also liked that radio dj because he said creep it real he said creep he it did. real he said keep creeping it real or whatever and i was like ee uh also had the most epic kill scene Yes, he does not saying. survive the movie, unfortunately. So nobody does. He really. like Corey and the granddaughter start going on dates for some reason. It's the timeline is unclear. I'm not sure if this is like a month or if it's like two days. It seems like it's like two it days. It feels like two days. Because it's Halloween it's- season when this starts and it's Halloween when it ends. So I can only it, it could have only realistically taken place within like a month. At, 36 at hours. At the very least. But I at the very <laughs> most. But I think it's more like 36 hours. Yeah. So he goes on a bunch of dates with her. They start getting serious. He's like riding his motorcycle with her. He's like, we need to leave this town, baby. And she's like, I can't leave. Like all my all my terrible memories are here. They run into her like this girl is like, what, 25 years old. They run into her like 45 year old weird ass cop boyfriend at a diner. Ex-boyfriend. Ew. Who? What? How? I need the backstory on how like is this explained in Halloween Kills? Like was she dating him? Because it makes no sense to me. How did these two people meet? Their age difference well, she's feels a nurse. problematic to me. He's a cop. First responders. I guess. Blah, blah, but blah. he's just it just doesn't it doesn't doesn't. I'm taking that me. from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, you're right. From nothing else. Yeah. So um I have in my notes, someone needs to kill that cop LOL. <laughs> um and the movie does deliver that, like pretty immediately. Um Corey lures the cop to his to Michael's little underground cavern and they like tag team murder him, which like, you know, I why not? My note here is, do you think he's a virgin? Like he was in high school and then in jail and then a town pariah. Like if he bangs a granddaughter, Michael, will it be his first time? No, Corey. (laughs) Oh, because I mean, either could happen. We were talking about the weird sexual connections between these families. It's yeah. gross. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, um, and I said, is this some creepy revenge possessing Corey for him to fuck Lori's granddaughter? <laughs> I think that's like not a bad theory. I actually like this movie better thinking about it being Michael possessing him somehow. And I wish that they had maybe fleshed that well, out. Well, it is. More. It was, it was, he was possessed by evil. Lori says it. Yeah. But she says it in such a fucking dumb She says way. it in a way that you could be like, was he possessed by the evil of he like the town for bullying him? Evil. Like it, it kind of is, it's, it feels ambiguous, but I do think that I did miss that part probably texting you or packing out a bowl. <laughs> so that's. Right. <laughs> um, right, right. So yeah, then Michael, or then, sorry, then Corey, I guess Michael and Corey, kind of new best friends, start tag teaming, murdering a lot of people. So especially people that have crossed um, the granddaughter. His girlfriend. So they kill like this asshole doctor and this like bitchy nurse who's always saying rude things to him. The Um, nurse, I said, never turn on a shower mm -mm. in one of these movies. Mm. Never. No, never turn on a shower. In Haddonfield... I'd be taking baths. It's not going to end well. <laughs> no. Um, so they, they get killed pretty aggressively. Like, Michael actually stabs her, like, into a painting. Jace was Pinch watching. Pinch her to the wall. Yeah, he was, he was like, these movies always just, like, have a hot girl, like, pinned up in some, like, fucked up position and, like, in a way to kill her. 
And I was it's like, pretty signature, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so then he like convinces the the granddaughter that like they should leave town, and this is a confusing plan on his part because I don't really, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess now thinking it from it from an angle of Michael is possessing him, and he doesn't actually want to leave town. He just wants to kind of like get back at Lori and I don't know unleash a, take another take the one thing she loves, mm-hmm. yeah. So. He's like, all right, meet me at this diner at nine o'clock and like we'll get we're going to leave here forever and we're going to be gone. And Lori's like, you can't leave like you can't just leave me here. And she's like, you're crazy. And Lori also at this point is like suddenly on to the fact that the guy the like crazy dude she set her granddaughter up with is like kind of a crazy dude who's murdering people. And so she's trying to convince her granddaughter of this. And her granddaughter is like, you're paranoid because you have trauma. And she's like, no, I'm not. But I mean. She is, but, you know, she's right. She happens to be right in this case, but also, like, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, Lori. Like, what did you expect? You started this. Move out of Hatterfield. Move out of there. Move out of town. Just move away. So instead of, like, meeting her at the diner, he lures the teenagers to the junkyard where he works and then just, like, murders them all extremely aggressively. Dude, okay, so I have... This is my last note before I just stopped (laughs) because the ending, I was just like, so I said, okay, blowtorch, skull stomp, tongue cut was pee fucking sick. Yeah. Those were, those were not, I have, I said, okay, way to go. Dumb jock kid with the most random friend group I've ever seen. You literally just I shot know, someone in the head. I know, that was so bizarre. The friend group makes no sense whatsoever. I'm like, who are all... It, there's like this like jock guy. Like a non-binary kid. Like two... Like it just like... It's like the people that would just not be seen together in high school. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe times are different now and I'm... But I just... I can't imagine. It's just... Well, it just goes to show that John Carpenter is still living in the fucking 70s, but, but decided he had some to diversity consultants. Yeah. yeah. They were like, we he gotta had... make all the bullies people of color and or people yeah. <laughs> like... We can have with one... <laughs> we can have one incel short king <laughs> and the rest have to be non-binary people of color. Which is like maybe And he's like, I'll take it. Maybe don't make the bullies those people. Like maybe No Like why make the nice people those color or colors. <laughs> Ew. So yeah, he kills I was like, holy fuck, he's killing him with a torch. Wow, aggro. Um, not the tongue cut out, holy shit. Um seems a little yeah. overblown for that dude, but I guess Corey's not in the mood tonight. Um They took a turn into hard gore. Yes. Very hard. Like, like, in the last 10 minutes. Intense. Then he kills, Then he goes home and he kills his creepy-ass mom who tried to make out with him, which, I mean, I'm not okay Ew. with murder. I'm, clearly, I can excuse casual incest, as we've learned earlier today, but... Uh, Jesus Christ. Not, not if it turns your son into a murderer, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so then... Then he goes to Lori's, and Lori, for some reason, decides to pretend to kill herself to, like trick him he's like yeah you're gonna do it and she's like just kidding i'm not gonna fucking do it she only says it on the phone because she knows he's in the house oh, okay i see that makes sense she didn't yeah i need to pay more attention i was taking notes apparently and not paying attention then she shoots him a bunch of times and he like doesn't die even though she shoots him a bunch of times and he's like of course. he's like i'm gonna 
Then he, as the granddaughter is pulling up to the house, he decides to stab himself in the neck um, so that the granddaughter will see and that I guess that she'll think that Laurie stabbed him, which she does because Laurie immediately pulls the knife out of his neck. So she does pull the knife out of his neck and then the granddaughter does think that she's murdered him. And she's like, no, I didn't murder him, except for she kind of did because while she might not have stabbed him in the neck, she did shoot him several times and he fell down the stairs. Like somehow he's still alive. Michael then shows up and murders him, which again, I'm like confused as to how, how he's still alive. He stole the mask though. We forgot. He stole Michael's mask and he was wearing Michael's mask. So I wonder if the mask has some power. Okay, yeah, that's right. I forgot that he he had mm-hmm. the mask and which is a William Shatner mask. <laughs> yes, it is a William Shatner mask, and I do have in my notes here. I wish that this man was played by ninety year old William Shatner. William Shatner. <laughs> my other note I here was that. <laughs> that mask must smell fucking terrible. Uh- <laughs> right. No masks smell good. They're all like. That weird latexy plastic smell. So, okay. Now Corey's dead. Um, the granddaughter has fled. And now it's like a showdown between Lori and Michael. I Lori swear. somehow gets Michael into the kitchen. Like, basically just pins him down onto the table. And Jen just, just slowly fucking murders him. Um, I think I have in my notes... <laughs> This movie is bad, but I'm always here to watch Miss Jamie Lee murder men slowly and with delicate pleasure. And I stand by that. (laughs) Well, at this point, it's been 40 years. She's like, how are you going to fucking die? Um, And she has a great series of lines that says, I've run from you. I've chased you. I've tried to contain you. I've tried to forgive you. I thought maybe you were the boogeyman. But no, you're just a man who's about to stop breathing. And in my notes, I say, I want Jamie Lee to say this to me wearing a dominatrix outfit. (laughs) (laughs) She's fit, man. She she looks good. I mean, what am I going to say? I wouldn't say no. (laughs) Caroline's giving a lot of oop, oop, oop faces. And then we just get this very interesting. Well, especially seeing her on Real Housewives. I mean, that's a real reason (laughs) I'm here. Um, yes. Oh, my God. Jamie Lee on Real Housewives. Love that. Um, so, oh, my God, we're finally we're finally at the end of this fucking insane movie. So she kills him. She like literally slits every all of his wrists, like opens up his throat, like takes his mask off, like stabs him for good. The granddaughter comes back at some point. Then the cops show up. They like tie him to the roof of the car and then. There's a police escort and along with a police escort, the entire town, for some reason, decides to like just all mob walk like like a parade, basically, into the dump to watch this man be crushed up by a, um, I don't know, metal parts crusher. I, I it's I, I, I don't know. was yelling. I was like, why aren't you inside? Why is everybody still out? Why is anybody outside on Halloween in this town? You fucking lunatics. So like I would assume I would assume this is that this has to be the last movie, right? I mean, I feel like they could potentially they could potentially bring it back if as you say the mask itself is magic. Like they could potentially have like a new generation of Michael Myers like stumble upon the mask cuz I don't think we saw the mask itself be 
crunched up in that way, but I I could be wrong. Because his his bare head was out. Oh, Jesus, they don't say it's the end. They say Halloween Ends is a 2022 American slasher film that is the sequel to Halloween Kills and the 13th installment in this Halloween franchise. They don't say that it's the last one. (gasps) 1.9 stars, girl. 1.9 stars, too many. Agreed. And 39% of Rotten Tomatoes, which is generous for horror. I gotta say, I fucking hated it. I hated everything. Except for that opening scene. Yeah, the opening scene was the best part about the whole movie. And I was like, okay, like, maybe we're gonna get something here. Like, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I was mistaken. (laughs) I mean, like, maybe had they left the glasses on the whole time, like, I'd be singing a different tune. But, you know, they crunched them pretty, pretty quickly. So... (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) sorry to Maria, um, who said that she would not tolerate any John Carpenter slander after we just spent the last 20 minutes slandering John Carpenter. She said that? Because I also got, I have never made it a secret that I was not a fan, but I also got a message saying you guys should watch all of them and document the inconsistencies, and I was like, you want to pay for it? (laughs) Like, you want to pay us to watch it? Yeah. I mean, listen, I would do that. I would do that, but I think that would be a Patreon situation. Like, I'm not going to do that without getting paid. So maybe maybe that is the kick in the boot that we need to start a Patreon. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Let us know if you actually would like us to do that, and we will consider it. <laughs> um, I don't really want to talk about anything else I've watched. Uh. Uh, just don't watch this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm exhausted. It, it's this has been a lot. <laughs> um, instead, I have a request that I would love for you guys to send us your spooky Halloween stories, like things that actually happened to you on Halloween, whether it was like someone creepy or just something unsettling or a crazy story that happened at a party. Like that's what that's what I want to hear. So send us that stuff to ghoulgangpodcast at gmail.com if you're wise and creepy. Yeah, I'm loving this. Send all the things. We will absolutely read them. All right. Follow us on Instagram at ghoulgangpodcast, on Twitter at ghoulgangpod666, Follow Caroline on Instagram at Coraline Maria and on Twitter at Coraline X Maria. Follow me, Grace, at Grace's Gold on Instagram and Twitter and email all of those stories to ghoulgangpodcast at gmail.com. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple or on Spotify. And if you have anything less than a five-star review... What I'm going to recommend you do is um, go find a time machine, get into it, take a time machine back to early September 2001. Um, Once you are in early September 2001, I'm going to need you to take a train or plane or something to New York City. And then I'm I'm going to ask you to get a job. No! um, You are not making a (laughs) 9-11 joke. Cut. Episode I ends now. Will not stop. I cannot. I cannot be contained. <laughs> Jesus fucking um, Christ. Okay, creep right, it real. Creep it real. You psychopath. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs>